Hey Ed. Hello Dino. Hello everyone. This is gonna be fun. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Hey, yeah. What up? Gonna give a little countdown here before we start the late night horror show. It's gonna be fun, guys. It's the cat. It's meowing in the background. Meow it up, cat. Well, evening, Max. Evening, Ed Stewart. Uh, Connie Clary. RTN. Uh, Mr. 687. Muddy up your couch. <laughs> Gotta love that name. What's up? And uh, RTN. Uh, who else is here? Uh, Horror Addicts was here. Um, Kathy. Let's see who else shows up. But we got a lineup for you tonight, but uh, I will let a little countdown go to get everybody in here, and then we will kick this baby off. What's going on? And feel free, you guys, to uh, throw in your favorite horror uh, movie of all time in the chat. Gory Bits, what is going on? Hey, everyone. Um, Black Hall Manor, I start every morning with an exorcism. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, just giving a couple minutes for everybody, so here we go. But yeah, feel free to uh, pop on in and give your favorite horror movie of all time during Dino Reviews. What's going on? You know, guy with the name Dino, you can't go wrong there, right? There you go. Um, Gory is here too. I promise I'm here. I'm just listening to this while I'm at work. I just... Won't be very chatty. No, no problem, Corey. Uh, it is all good. Just glad you showed up um, to watch. I will put timestamps in for all the uh, contributors contributors to this video. Uh, so when you come back, you can just click the timestamp on the bottom uh, at any given time. Um, Snooky Ariaga, love from Puerto Rico. How are you doing? Nice to see you here in the chat. Welcome. Hanak, uh, oh my God, you expect me to say that? Um, Hanak Gebregergris. Okay, uh, hey, that's, uh, I don't know, I, I can't say it. Uh, Hanar Dare. Evening. Uh, glad you're here, bud. Uh, see you every night in the chat. Um, so there you go. Cool, cool, cool. The Mummy and the Monkey is here. What is up? Janet and James. Uh, like I said, uh, Gory B Movie is also here. Oh, hey, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Horror Addicts Danny Nightmare and, and Gory B Movie, who she's got her own kind of channel going on there too, though. Uh, yeah, hi, you guys. Uh, thanks for contributing to the uh, show. Um, Cryptomeria. Yeah, what's up? Samantha's here. Hey, glad everybody's popping in. Uh, kind of got a different kind of chin. Well, here, I'll talk in a little bit. Jill! I mean, Lynn, uh, what's going on? Uh, hi, everyone. Um, hi, Hegner. Hey, Connie. Hey, Edward. Don Harrison. What's up? <laughs> Ran B. Uh, this is a, a sh Ran B. This is a little bit something different. Uh, you know, every Tuesday night, me and Ted do our thing. So, uh, what I put together here, Ted is not here this week, but I will get into that in one second. This is not going to be about me or my channel this uh, night. It's going to be about everybody who contributed. And some new channels, some of you guys already know. So um, there you go. Thumbs up, y'all. Thank you, RTN. As always, great moderators, as always. Uh, I know other people are going to kind of come in here a little late and a little later on check it out. But like I said, um, 
I will put timestamps in so you guys can come back later and tomorrow, whatever. I don't know. This ain't gonna, it's 15 people, so 15 different channels, so it's, it's gonna be over an hour. So, you know, hey, Kaleidoscope, this should be fun. What's up? Dino Reviews, uh, looking forward to this one. Thank you, Dino. Beth S is here. Hey, everyone. Uh, nice to see you in the chat, Beth. <laughs> Oh, you know, got kind of a different kind of channel going on here. Uh, 16 seconds, 15, 14. You guys are probably seeing a little delay. You know, I need to refresh this. What's going on here? Let me refresh this channel. Get set so I see you guys. There we go. John E. What is up, my friend? Killer Diller Caterpillar. That's right. And like I said, you guys, feel free to uh, chime in on your favorite horror movies as we're going along. And uh, as uh, this is going to be something else here. Uh, Edward Stewart, when I look. Oh, hey, whoa, hey, there you go, you guys. Hey, welcome to Late Late Horror Show. I am Dino. Ted is not here with me tonight. I am wearing the glasses this evening. Yes, I want to see what you guys are going to put down in the chat and read this. So I need my glasses tonight. Uh, but, uh, yeah, welcome everybody, one and all, uh, too many people in the chat to name, you guys all know who you are, Phil's Creepy Videos, uh, hey buddy, what's going on, let me give you your, uh, wrench there, um, I know you've, uh, been wanting it for a while there, here, uh, <laughs> uh let's see, admin, right, um, so there you go, uh, Phil's Creepy Videos, I'm gonna be talking about each and every one of these channels, like I said, the, the show isn't about me tonight, it's about, the 15 channels that I chose to reach out to um, and, uh, you know, do the... Here, let me... Gory, let me give you a, a, a wrench there, too. You know, not that you're always here, but, you know, hey, a wrench kind of means, you know, you got some status, whatever, right? You know, you got to watch who you give it to, though. But, um, yeah, this is going to be fun. I've got 15 channels. Um, Should have reached out to you, too, Gory. Um, sorry about that, but... I, yeah, the whole horror addicts thing. You guys kind of got this universe going on here. But um, welcome to everybody in the chat. Like I said, too many to mention. Chime in. Every video you see, chat it up amongst yourselves. But uh, yeah, Ted is in here. Uh, we will be ne back next week with a must-see movie list. My five, his five. That'll be a fun one, too. But uh, for anybody who's new here... Um, you know, again, my name's Dino, this Late Late Horror Show. We kind of have transgressed into kind of a, still a movie review every Tuesday night. We still do that and other stuff. But uh, this channel is about, um, if, you, if you haven't checked out old-time radio shows, you know, or you don't know what they are, uh, there's some scary ones, uh, mystery, film noir. If you like that kind of stuff, 10 to 10 each night, I kind of roll it and play it. it it kind of helps people with an anxiety uh people who can't sleep and uh you know you just listen they're, they're great stories they're movies in themselves uh over and over i mean i've been going half a year now and i still haven't replayed many shows at all uh that's how many old-time radio shows there are out there uh, I know my channel is kind of a horror channel, but it's kind of transgressed into an old-time radio channel and a radio channel, kind of. Uh, but fun stuff for everybody. If you guys are, 
you know, know me for years and stuff like this. I know some of you guys listen to it and like it. You know, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. But, um, Tom, what is going on? Uh, Tom O is here. Um, uh, let's see. We are about to, uh, Nicole Schlicker. Did I say that right? We are about, and I'm going to get to the videos in one second. Uh, we are going to, because I'm going to just push right through it. Uh, great selection. Mr. Samurai Chuck, what is going on, buddy? I listen to them every night on my TV. Awesome, Beth. Yeah, see, you don't know who actually sits and watches this. Like, sometimes there's 300 people in the middle of the night watching this, but nobody's chatting. It's because they're falling asleep to this stuff. Um, so, uh, and I've even been doing black screen. Usually it's a fireplace. So, and mixing it up, a lot of different stuff. But uh, welcome everybody who's here. And um, we are about, I'm 500 away from 4,000K subs. When we hit that, which will probably be by next weekend, I am going to do a big to-do and a big party. I'm going to make it fun. We are going to really have some good stuff uh, with Ted here and everything. And we're going to really do kind of a celebration. But anyways, let me get to what we're here for, you guys. Um, hey, Hiker Pete, what is going on? Again, I can see the chat now. I've got my glasses on, so... I'll be watching it during the videos. I will respond to anything you guys got going. Um, heck, I was going to be real elaborate and do some skits and all the kinds of other stuff because, man, I'm going to kick this off with 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 a channel that I love this channel. I love this guy. Some of these channels you guys know. Some of these channels, because, heck, we probably got about 30,000 old-time radio lovers out there. But a lot of you guys love the horror stuff. And uh, these are all movie reviewers who review horror movies. And uh, you, sh you know, go sub. They're down there. All the links to their channels are there. Go sub. Let them know. Um, no particular order, okay? But, and hopefully I'm not screaming too loud here. Um, uh, let's see what's going on. You mean 40,000. What did I say? Did I say 4K or something? Uh, Phil's creepy video. Yes, 40,000 subs coming up so within this week so there you go um I, I can't thank you guys enough much love goes out to each and every one of you much love goes out to all of you in the horror community who have stuck by the channel and who are still friends and still around so appreciate that but let's get started the first one i'm going to actually sit here and watch with you um it, this guy's james uh, with the Fun Nun Horror Show. Um, man, I, I, I can't even... See, this is what's going to happen. This happens every night in the chat, you guys, when we do this, even with Ted. Uh, so many people uh, show up. Jimmy D, I must say hi. How you doing, Jimmy D? Uh, always learning. Mary, what's going on? Yes, we need to all get together at some point in some kind of convention thing. I am putting it together for uh, around July, okay, before the kids kind of go back to school. So I'm working on it. Uh, sweet, remember when it was 5,000? Yes, Ed, I do. Um, uh, Mum, Finna, uh, the ever, ever leaving. I, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. So here we go. I am going to start off, you guys, with James from the Fun Nun Horror Show. He is doing Sister Ash here. And again, these are all these channels' favorite horror movies. Of course, they change all the time. I mean, not necessarily all the time. 
I mean, I, Rosemary's Baby's been my, and I'm not even going to get into it because I've talked about it a million times. Rosemary's Baby is my favorite horror movie of all time. Uh, of course, there are different genres of horror that, you know, is my favorite and this and that. But um, Deep Red came around this past summer for my first time watch. And Deep Red, uh, a giallo film by Dario Argento, uh, fast became almost, it's, it was pushing at Rosemary's Baby and, and going, I'm your favorite movie now. I love that movie, man. I love that movie. And then, of course, you can clump in all of the uh, universal horror movies and Full Moon. Right, Danny? Gory? Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about with uh, Full Moon Horror. Same with Christian Hand Horror, uh, who, who's contributed a little bit something here, too. Um, but here, let me get to it. I can ramble on and on and on. Uh, but Unknown Origin, Rosemary is very spooky. Yes, it is. <coughs> Sorry, I had to get that out. But uh, keeping it classy. So here we go. The very first one. Oh, you know what? Let me do my intro, and then we will get to the Fun Nun Horror Show. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to do my intro because uh, that is the Late Late Horror Show intro, the one we do every night or every Tuesday with Ted. Um, so here we go. I am going to throw this one. Uh, Fun on Horror Show, Sister Ash, what the heck is your favorite horror movie of all time? And uh, boy, here we go. <laughs> ah, hello, everybody. Go watch this with me. How y'all doing? Yeah, I got a favorite horror movie. Of all time! I love it! It's got right here. House! 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 I love it. You might be saying, yo, sister, I've seen that film. It's not particularly scary. It's kind of stupid and goofy, and it's more of a comedy. And I would agree, it is very comedic. But I fucking love it. I can watch this over and over again. I can. You know, I love this movie so much, it makes me want to dance. Yeah. It makes me want to boogie down, and it's exactly what I'm going to fucking do. So, here we go. Woo! That, that is thank you James from the fun nun horror show go check him out down below the fun nun horror show uh hilarious every single video and review he does is just hilarious uh, house I can't complain with I can't complain about many of these choices but uh we are going to get into a lot of um let's see five of these uh favorites are going to be Halloween but uh, I know I spoiled a little bit there but you know Hey, 
it is what it is. You know, people love Halloween, and and I can't argue with them. But let's move on, you guys. <laughs> Was that funny or not, James uh, from Fun Nun? That's got to be fun. Uh, look at the goddamn nun dance. <laughs> the dude's funny, man. He's a great artist. He's the one that did the uh, Pinhead of Me and the Godzilla of Ted, the artwork there. So there you go. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, I will be connecting to all these channels, uh, says Phil's Creepy Videos. Yeah, and puppets. Yeah, Duncan. He's, he's got another channel with a puppet. Duncan, I, I've gotten away from my puppet. Where is he? Uh, Danny Devil, where are you at? Uh, I, I got to start getting into more stuff, but I've been busy as hell. Um, so here. Let's go to the next video. Um, this one, this one is Girl Behind the Counter. Uh, Bridget Bardot. Bridget Bardot. Gotta love the name. I mean, you know, the, the name of the channel and the person kind of tells you what they're into and what they love. Uh, so, uh, yeah, th this one, she doesn't got many subs. Okay, so please go over and sub for her channel. Um, very interesting choices in movie. I think a lot of avant-garde, a lot of old stuff, a lot of different types of movies. Um, but what caught me when I when I first found the channel was her quirkiness. Um, she's just got a different style, and she's got she's got an allure an allure to her that draws you in when she speaks. So you know, I, I can't say enough about this channel. Go check it out and uh, take it away with. You know, she does say, even though she knows who I am, she throws in a little too many lates. Okay, it's it's not the late, 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 late horror show. It's the late, late horror show. But anyways, here, here, great channel. Check her out. And um, here we go. Howdy, y'all. I'm Bridget Bardot. For all you know, your girl behind the counter. And I talk about movies you don't give a shit about. And when Dino asked me to talk about my favorite movie... I had to stand. I love him. Um, we're going to be talking about 1930s Dracula. Not only is this movie a genuinely good movie with like great performances, it's really well paced and actually has quite a bit of suspense in it, but this movie also defined what horror would look like in the future. Like, if it seems passe, it's only because this is how it started, to be quite honest. It created the set design, the lighting, but also the way that things just move, a lot of the tropes for horror. And finally, it helped create the idea of the Scream King, or the guy who only plays horror movies in Bela Lugosi. Before Kane Hodder, or Tony Todd, or Robert Englund, or Bill Oberst Jr., or any of these people drew their first breath before Sid Haig ever donned his clown makeup, you had Bela Lugosi. While he did not want to be a scream king, he is a scream king in our hearts, and we stan. And also, I say this because the dark universe doesn't exist, and we live in a timeline where it doesn't exist, and I'm super bummed about it. So, I'm Bridget Bardot, for all you know, your girl behind the counter, and I am still bitter about the dark universe. Okay, I'm gonna abuse my- I'm gonna abuse this a little bit. I'm gonna talk about two other films. The Wolf House is avant-garde as heck, which I 
I have to include something weird. I mean, it wouldn't be my channel if I didn't include something weird and out there, but it is claymation, which is very twisted and it looks like it's all done in one take. It manages to combine both fairy tale and magical realism elements along with some stuff that is true real world horrifying. The Wolf House, or as it's called in Spanish, La Casa Lobo, is a movie all about Colonia Dignidad. Colonia Dignidad is a colony in Chile and if you want to know a bit more about it, I would suggest doing your own research because it is as fascinating as it is absolutely twisted. The plot follows a woman who escapes La Colonia and then goes to make her own family and what happens thereafter. It is a story which is both wondrous and absolutely horrifying. And I got one more, I'm sorry. Um, Jacob's Ladder is peak psychological horror and it really helped change really what, soci what sociological horror is, the horrors of society. Jacob's Ladder follows Jacob Singer, a Vietnam vet, as he returns to New York to see some of his friends and as he's living in New York. So it is a mixture of both the divine and also the very earthly horrifying horrors of war. And it has some serious nightmare fuel in it. I saw this as a kid on Chiller, no context. Nightmare fuel, horrifying, loved it. And you will too. Anyways, I'm Bridget Bardot. For all you know, your girl behind the counter. And let's take it back to Dino. Well, there you go, Bridget Bardot. Uh, great choice, great choices. She cheated and snuck in a couple other ones. Um, but thank you very much. Go sub to her. She's uh, an awesome channel. She, she's, she needs the subs and uh, great person, great person. Um, I, I see that uh, Tom O says the robot versus the Aztec, Aztec mummy. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite too. Yeah, you know, it's one of the greatest. Uh, the birds, says Max. Um, you know, I, I, hey, I can't complain if you're talking about... Horror Addict says, The Dark Crystal is the scariest movie I've ever seen. This makes my skin crawl. There's something about The Dark Crystal that is very scary. Because uh, they're they're puppets. They're it, it, Very, very, very much. Um, okay, so let me move on. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, thank you, Bridget. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me go to the next one. Confused Reviews. Uh, what can I say? Um, I've been friends with him since he was a, a teenager, a young kid. Uh, when I first started my channel six years ago, six years ago I started this channel. Uh, didn't take off till six months ago, but uh, six years ago I started this, and boy was it a fun, fun community. Uh, that's all I can say. YouTube's changed, but Conf Luke from Confused Reviews... Uh, he changed his stuff up. Uh, he's kind of an animated kind of um, uh, kind of sketches too. He does appear in characters, uh, kind of hides his face, you know. But um, yeah, he's done streams with me when he was, I think he was 16 or something like that. Oh boy. Uh, okay, if you guys hear anything, people coming in the door, 
But um, yeah, the channel speaks for itself. Uh, he's very talented. Uh, what? I, not much more I can say. Uh, check out Confused Reviews, and I think this is our very first. Uh, I'll just let him do his thing. Um, so here you go. Hey guys, Confused Reviews dropping in to tell all of you about my favorite horror movie. Hope you like it, Dino. Considering that for all of us, especially for something as subjective as film, our favorite spooky movie tends to be a revolving door of options. However, for yours truly, one movie has remained at the top for well over a decade that I feel perfectly encapsulates why I like scary movies so much. The most generic yet respected pick, John Carpenter's Halloween. Now I know, this movie has been dissected, analyzed, and talked about at fucking nauseum. I can almost guarantee it's going to show up several other times in this very video. So to make it quick, it has a great autumn atmosphere, characters to invest in, a score that is definitely in the top 5 soundtracks ever, and it's got Don Pleasance running around in a trench coat and screaming about impending evil. What more could you want? But more than anything else, I love the mystique of Michael Audrey Myers. Sure, his background is now very well documented, shattering what makes me love the original so much to begin with, but in this flick it gives just enough breadcrumbs to piece something together in your mind, creating a terrifying antagonist that manages to steal the show without saying a single line of dialogue. I'm Confused Reviews, stay safe out there. Actually, figure it out your fucking selves. Okay, okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, I've got some cats going crazy here. Yeah, there's Ted. He, he turned into a cat, so there you go. Uh, so that was Luke from, Con well, his channel's Confused Reviews. And, um, of course, that's our very first Halloween, uh, 1978. And, again, you, you can't deny that. Now I've got the dog barking. You know what? It is what it is. We're a live show. The dog barks. The cat meows. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I see the, see the stuff in the chat there, guys. Hey, Risky Business, uh, I haven't seen you around here. Uh, welcome to the channel. Uh, do appreciate everybody for, uh, sitting around with me and enjoying these, uh, you know, these, uh, favorite horror movies of all time from these channels. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're throwing me off here. Uh, anyways, let's move on to our next contributor. Uh, Firefrost, what's going on? Hello, all. The first Alien movie still creeps me out to this day. It creeps you out, but is it your favorite uh, horror film of all time? Um, all good, Dino. Yeah, thanks. Beach, beach Blanket Bingo. You know what, Tamo? <laughs> yeah, there are people who that's somebody's favorite movie, horror movie of all time. Beach Blanket Bingo, that's not a horror movie. That's, yeah, with... With uh, Avalon and um, Frankie Valley, uh, Dino, uh, great to see you and love the kitty. Uh, yeah, kitty dropped down now. Uh, I think they're looking for water out there. I've got a diabetic cat. You know, I'm gonna make a movie about this, a horror movie about a crazy, psychotic, diabetic cat. Not this one, but the black cat out there has got three legs, diabetic, and won't stop meowing. And I think that's uh, the makes of a horror film. Um, so there you go. Uh, so, okay, you guys, uh, let's see. Edward Stewart, I meet, met the six-year-old with the darkest eyes, the devil eye, Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, you, you can't deny Halloween. So, uh, Christine is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Beth says Christine. Um, I did know that. Yeah. You know what? Check out Beth S. If, you, if you're into 
80s kind of, uh, well, she does albums, uh, uh, plays stuff. Uh, it, it, go check out her channel, too. I uh, got to throw that out there. Uh, good friend, Beth S. Um, here we go. Uh, I think one of the bigger channels that I've got on here, um, uh, Drum Dums. Um, Lee McCoy over at uh, Drum Dums. Uh, very good channel with very good editing, very good personality, does a lot of content. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder what his favorite horror movie of all time is going to be. Um, but thank you for contributing, and let me just jump right to Drum Dums. What's up, guys? My name is Lee. My channel is Drum Dumb, and uh, I want to thank Dino for inviting me to be a part of this special movie project that he's got going. Just a whole bunch of different reviews from different uh, creators, and it's really just what's your favorite horror movie? And mine is Halloween. And at first, and really up until like right before I recorded this, I was going to do another movie, just to kind of showcase another movie, because it seems like... Um, Halloween, there's almost like a stain on the movie at this point. And really, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the movie, like the filmmaking techniques and all that, because there's probably a million Halloween reviews out there on YouTube. I mean, the, the YouTube horror reviewer starter pack uh, probably comes with the movie Halloween. So I kind of just want to talk about like the fan base and how it's the only one, at least in like the YouTube community, I've literally seen people get upset about the movie Halloween because, and I can't blame them. It's because the, it seems like the market is almost oversaturated. The horror market is almost oversaturated with Halloween. You know, there are YouTube channels like mine that talk a lot about Halloween. And, uh, it, it is a weird thing that people do kind of get upset with the word Halloween, the H word, the ugly H word. So what is it about this movie that after 40 years, it's still, I'd say, even more relevant today. It's still, you know, the top, at the top. When you go to horror conventions, uh, I'd say there's probably more Halloween memorabilia, more Halloween merch than, like, most horror movies. It's always stayed in, like, the public conscious. Every, like, top 10 greatest horror movies list, probably ever since it came out, Halloween's been there on that list. And it seems like there's always something that brings it back up. Because if you remember, there was a, a period there where Halloween did start kind of falling out a little bit. Um, back in like the, the 90s, the mid 90s, you had Halloween 6 come out. Didn't do anything really at the box office. Uh, it was panned by critics. And then you had Halloween uh, H2O that brought, brought it back with Jamie Lee Curtis coming back to the franchise. And then it just jumped back down with Resurrection, which is the worst movie, arguably, in the whole franchise. And so you had this lull there, but then all of a sudden, here comes Rob Zombie, brings it right back up. So it seems like the franchise is all over the place in continuity, all over the place in reception. It can make your head spin. It, it really can. And it seems like it's up, and then it's down, and then it's up, and then it's down, and then it's up, and then it's down. Uh, Halloween 2018 came out. And I think it was almost too popular. And I, this circles back to the negativity that I see in the community with Halloween. And I'm not pointing a finger at anybody and judging anybody for not liking 
the franchise, not just the movie Halloween 2018. Um, I'm just uh, acting like an observer, you know? Like, why is this reaction happening? Uh, why do people really get bent out of shape when it comes to the franchise? And I think maybe it's just oversaturation. People, uh, they get tired of it, I guess. I don't know. But Halloween 2018 made a shitload of money. Like, I'm $250 million worldwide. And it quickly made Halloween the most financially successful horror franchise of the bunch. And I'll be the first to admit, there are Halloween fans that are, I guess, what you would call fanatics. I guess I'm a fanatic. But it can go to a negative level where uh, that's like everything in their life. All they want to watch is Halloween. I'm not that way. I'm definitely not that way. I, I love all types of horror. I love finding new types of horror. I'm really into like Italian horror right now. That's kind of my current thing. But my heart's still with Halloween. I'll always love the franchise. And it's all because going back to that first movie. What John Carpenter was able to create, I think, is beautiful. Because it's really about simplicity. You know, when you get, it almost sounds like it shouldn't have been a success because of how simple Halloween is. You know, the story is simple. The characters are simple. The killer is a blank slate. Everything about Halloween is very simple. Even the score, you know, the 5-4 time score, very simple. But for some reason, when you put it all together, put it in the blender, it just works perfectly. And I think it's the perfect foundation to build off of. And I think that's why we have so many different continuity uh, timelines in the franchise. Once it gets stale, we can start over again. And why? Because we have that perfect foundation. There's so much open space to play with in the first movie to spring forward uh, in a sequel. And maybe that's why they just keep doing it. But anyway, Dino, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I hope I made at least a little bit of sense, uh, because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Like, what is it about this franchise that makes people just lose their freaking minds? Cloating myself. But yeah. So anyway, Dino, thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Lee, the channel's Drum Dums, and, uh, have a great day. Well, there you go, Lee. Thank you very much. That's Drum Dums with, uh, Halloween. He, he... I like how he did that. He did a little different perspective on it and talked, you know, a little bit because, you know, you know, everybody's done Halloween, everybody. And, and I know everybody's talking in the chat about, you know, backlash on, on Halloween and stuff like that. You, I think Beth said it, but you're always going to get that with something that big. I mean, you know, the big franchises, you know, especially Halloween, I think just bringing it back and heck, I've even done it on my channel. I've made fun. But in, in a fun way, because I'm a jokester. You know what I mean? But anyways, you can't go wrong with Halloween 1978. You just can't do it. it it's it's iconic. It's, 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 you know, what can you say? Uh, I would say really quick, um, if you are new here and you haven't hit the subscribe button, do that. Uh, all the links to everything are down in the description box. My email, everything. You can find everything down there. And I can't not do a video without at least... Uh, recognizing like the channel members and the patreon um uh there's a little join button down under the thumbs down and thumbs up there's a little join button feel free to hit that it supports the channel supports everything i do every night it's it's almost a 24-hour thing now on the channel but that join button kind of gives you some cool features and extra 
uh, access to the Discord and, and, and a bunch of other perks. But um, I did want to thank uh, the channel members here. Um, oh, shoot. I can't even do it. I can't bring it up because I've got a bunch of other stuff in front of there. Oh, well, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm not going to mess with this because in OBS, I've got a whole list of things that I've got to do and I'd have to rearrange them. But anyways, join there. There's about 60 channel members now, which is amazing. I love it. Uh, you guys are the best. Fantastic. The Patreons too. Uh, Horror gal, Susan. It's so funny that you would come up now in the, the chat like that because um, you are the next one on the list. So, uh, you know, if you don't want to see yourself, maybe turn away. But, uh, yeah, the next one up. And, again, I, I think I'm going to go in order here. Um, the next couple ones are going to be Halloween 1978. You know, Horror Gale will tell you all about it. But um, the good thing is they're all giving different explanations on why it's their favorite. And so uh, they're all good. They're all good. Go give her a like. Horror Gale. Uh, her channel is Horror Gal. You see her right there in the chat. That's her. Um, I subscribe to your channel, Dino. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. Um, always stuff going on on the channel. Overnights, every night. In, and then there's movie nights on the weekend I've been throwing up. In addition to the old-time radio shows. Those have been a hoot. Uh, the people in the chat, it's almost been like Mystery Science Theater with what they got to say and stuff like that. It's been fun. It's been amazing. Uh, but let's get to Horror Gal. What is her favorite horror film? I think I just said it, but here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Susan. First, I want to say a big thank you to Dino for inviting me to be a part of this video. I am so excited. Talking about your favorite horror movies of all time is a really fun topic, so I hope that you guys will enjoy hearing me talk about my favorite horror movie of all time, 1978, John Carpenter's Halloween. This is the extended television version where they actually added time to the movie. This was an independent, lower budget film. The budget for Halloween in 1978 was $325,000 and reportedly a lot of that had to go to secure Donald Pleasance in the role. And then of course they wanted to get Jamie Lee Curtis because her mother, Janet Lee, is a scream queen. Obviously she starred in Psycho and they wanted to kind of carry that legacy. Jamie Lee Curtis playing our final girl, Laurie Strode, and Dr. Loomis played by Donald Pleasance. John Carpenter used Panavision's Panaglide camera for this movie and at the time this was the very beginning of Steadicam. Halloween was originally going to be called The Babysitter Murders and they decided to go ahead and grab a holiday that was fitting and go with Halloween. As far as villains in horror movies, I feel like Michael Myers is kind of the ultimate foe, the ultimate adversary. He just takes a licking and keeps on ticking. He never stops. He doesn't have to run. He's just there. And for those of you who, if you're not familiar, the original Michael Myers mask from 1978 was actually a Star Trek William Shatner mask that they then altered, painted white, made the eye holes larger, um, cut the back, ruffled up the hair, pulled off the sideburns. The majority of this movie was filmed here in Los Angeles, California with a lot of it being filmed in South Pasadena and Hollywood. 
Obviously, we do not have four seasons here, and this is supposed to be in the fall, in autumn. So they had two bags of leaves that they had to carry around, scatter around for each shot, and then gather them all back up and go to the next location. Little stories like that are endearing and just make this movie that much more special to me. As for my personal relationship with the movie Halloween, the reason that it is my all-time favorite horror movie, it is for a myriad of reasons, a lot of those coming from the fact that I feel like it is the perfect amalgamation of director, actors, crew, tech, everybody just did an amazing job and it was all from a genuine, authentic, heartfelt place. You will be able to feel that love for the film and for the art of making movies and it does come through in the film in my opinion. This movie has a lot of sentimental value for me because as a child, every Halloween they would show this movie on television, right? I really, really, really wanted to be able to watch it, but I was too scared, so I would always kind of chicken out of finishing it. I could never finish it. And that's really a testament to the atmosphere of this movie. It's really a great example of how to perfectly utilize sound and a good soundtrack to really accentuate a film and really kind of make it as powerful as it can possibly be. At its core, the whole premise of Halloween where there is a masked killer who never runs, he just walks slowly but he always catches up to you, you know, kind of a metaphor for our fears and for any of our insecurities, things like that, and you have to stand up to them in order to succeed and move beyond that. The movie holds a lot of meaning for me personally because it was the first horror movie that I really felt accomplished when I was able to watch the entire movie all the way through. You know, I'm sure I wasn't supposed to be at the time, but whatever, right? And it was one of those things where I felt like I had overcome a fear, I had accomplished something, I was learning how to stand up for myself or protect myself, you know, kind of watching Laurie Strode navigate through this film. Honestly, it felt empowering to be able to watch this. John Carpenter, I think, just is amazing. He does happen to be my favorite horror director, and I really, really, really love what he did with this film. There is a magical quality about this movie that stands the test of time. The point of view of Michael Myers in the mask. Every aspect of this movie is really really special in my opinion and it is my very favorite horror movie of all time. It holds a lot of personal memories through the years for me. It just gives you different layers and different levels of experiencing uh, a really good horror movie in different ways each time you watch it. Halloween was directed by John Carpenter who really respected Alfred Hitchcock. In Halloween, we follow a six-year-old Michael Myers as he murders his older sister Judith on Halloween. He is then sent to a sanitarium where 15 years later, he escapes, steals a car, and begins what will become a murderous rampage, all while he has his doctor, who is Dr. Loomis, following him trying to prevent this from happening as he knows that Michael will want to murder again on Halloween. The group of girls that Michael Myers chooses to stalk and terrorize are Lori, Annie, and Linda. 
and the only one of the three friends who really understands what's going on is Laurie Strode. And of course, that will come in handy towards the end of the movie. Laurie says she will babysit Tommy Doyle on Halloween and thinks she is going to have an uneventful night of watching movies and carving pumpkins. But unfortunately, that is not how it ends. This movie is filled with incredible imagery. Every scene is basically like a snapshot, and there are images that you will remember long after you're finished watching this film. It's one of the reasons that I really love it, is that it does more than just tell the story. It also paints a really vivid picture as well. There are some scenes in this that are done in such a way that they were really groundbreaking at the time, and people try and fail continuously to replicate these. Michael in the shadows, Michael rising up in the background. These are just things that will stick with you and that really bring you into the film and make you really empathize with Lori and her struggle throughout this film. As a kid, sneaking to watch it and never being able to finish it and then finally watching it in its entirety, it really did give me a sense of accomplishment and like I had overcome a fear. A lot of horror movies are morality stories and so that kind of ultimate tale of good versus evil and the final girl and how she triumphs in the end was always inspirational. I think that Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis both give amazing performances in this film. PJ Souls is in this movie. She is amazing as Linda. And last but definitely not least is Nick Castle as Michael Myers. He was a friend of John Carpenter and was cast in the role and did an absolutely amazing job. And it has stood the test of time and it is to his credit that nobody else can portray Michael Myers like Nick Castle. The whole movie is really well done. But it is iconic with a lot of us horror fans who have seen a ton of horror movies over the years that it is still our very favorite movie, and that is saying a lot. I did attend the 40th convention for the 40th anniversary of Halloween. Obviously, I have collected a lot of Halloween merchandise over the years, and a lot of versions of it on DVD and Blu-ray, and even old VHS tapes. John Carpenter's Halloween 1978 is my favorite horror film of all time. So I was really thrilled when Dino asked if I would like to talk about it today. So again, thank you so much Dino and the Late Late Horror Show for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys are having fun exploring yours and all of our favorite horror movies of all time. Oh, there we go. Uh, confused reviews. I'm the best there is, no question about it. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. Halloween, 1978. Uh, can I just say, really quick, uh, everybody that jumped in during this video, uh, thank you again, Susan. Uh, horror Gal, uh, subscribe. Uh, thanks for all the effort you put into that video. I mean, that was that was a lot of stuff. That was some cool stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Drum Dums dropped in during that video. Christian Hannah Horror is here. Christian Hannah Horror is here. Uh, straight from Louisiana. Uh, and all the other ones, I, you know, I was, I was reading, reading, reading. Um, I appreciate all the chats going on in here. I can't keep up. I got a cat scratching at the door. Uh, I got a cat that needs water and, and I guess I could have got up and went and did that, but I didn't. Um, so if you hear the cat meowing, I am sorry, 
But uh, anyways, thank you again, Susan. That was awesome. Um, I know Beth said something about the jacket on the back. Old school jacket. I mean, come on. You know, how can you go wrong? Um, uh, if Dino sneezes, that table is going to drop everything on it. Yeah, every now and then, uh, a couple things drop, uh, Christian. But, um, you know, hey, that's part of it. I am going to be mixing this up ag again here. I've I got the Ghostbusters uh, car, um, the Lego set. Uh, I'm getting into the Lego sets now, and, and I, those may end up in certain areas. But anyways, uh, thank you guys all very much. Um, yeah, thank you again, Horgal. I, I can't uh, say enough about it. Uh, Drum Dums, thank you for kind of uh, going a different direction with Halloween. I am going to do Horror Addicts next, um, just to do something a little bit different, because they didn't pick Halloween. But um, right after that, I got two more vids of Halloween, but there's still quite a few to go. So uh, I do want to get into it so that everybody can. I just don't want to miss the chat and anything uh, important that anybody has to say. Man, somebody said Mantan Moreland, RTN Productions. Not everybody's going to know that, but, you know, hey, invite me over to play with the toys sometimes, says Horror Addicts. Hey, anytime. Uh, Lex Schlicker, uh, making videos in next month. Uh, okay, good, good. Does the cat need its insulin? The uh, Beth, the cat's already got its insulin shot. Gets it every night. But somebody needs to go out there and give it some water. But anyways, um, so here, let's go straight to these people. I've, I've known them from kind of the beginning too, I think. <clears throat> uh, Gory and uh, Danny. Uh, I think from the beginning, six years ago, uh, I, I was even on your channel, I think just once. Well, plus the uh, Oscars that you guys do. Uh, but I came on years ago uh, when I was just new at this YouTube thing. And I, I think I made an idiot of myself talking. I, I don't know. Uh, I tend to do that sometimes. But, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's get straight to Horror Addicts. Uh, I believe Danny is in this. And... Um, yeah, check them out. Uh, good people, um, great friends, and here you go. Hi, I'm Danny Nightmare, and I'm a horror addict. And I just want to say thank you, Dino, for having me on. It is always an honor to be a guest on the Late 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 Horror Show. And talking about our favorite horror movies, hell yeah. I mean, what is the best horror movie? It might be The Exorcist. It could be John Carpenter's The Thing. But my favorite horror movie is Evil Dead 2. I love the entire franchise. I love the trilogy. I love the show that finally came later. I even like the remake. It's a little different. It has nothing to do with these movies, but I still like it. The first Evil Dead is a classic. It is amazing. Some of it doesn't quite hold up effects-wise, but it's about a group of friends went out there and made a great horror movie in the woods, and they did not let me down. It's amazing. It set this off perfectly. But it does have some maybe unintentional humor, or just, I don't know, a dark sense to it, which I love. However, and Evil Dead 2, you got a horror comedy. And then in Army of Darkness, you got a comedy horror. I feel like the second one got the tone just right, balanced both horror and comedy, and it still holds up. Hell, if you go look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's still got like a 95% rating. When I was little, I saw Army of Darkness in the theaters, and my dad, I begged him to let me take home the cardboard cutout of Ash. I didn't know really what Ash, <laughs> Army of Darkness was. I didn't even know about the Evil Dead at this point. I just knew that Ash was one of the coolest characters I'd ever seen. He was an iconic character, maybe like just for like Ripley from Aliens and uh, Indiana Jones, maybe Han Solo, I don't know. But he was perfect for me. 
he's a smart mouth shit talker and you know what i think a lot of that ego and stuff is what he's compensating for the fact that he's going through a lot of crazy shit in the first movie all of his friends die he's like the lone survivor and then he gets attacked at the end and that's exactly where the second movie was supposed to take off but since they didn't have the rights to show the clips of the first movie they backtracked and kind of redid the whole thing but just with him and his girlfriend because they had to like speed it up but then once you get to that part right there that's where the movie officially begins its own part two there are different dimensions and different versions of ash williams there's one who never travels into the past and he gets put in a mental hospital there's one that gets killed by a zombie howard the duck there's a lot of them this particular ash williams from evil dead 2 is my favorite. I believe it's the specifically same Ash that you see in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. And if you can tell by the ending of Evil Dead 2 and the beginning of Army of Darkness, there are slight differences in those Ashes because they are from different technically universes. That's why one of them works at S-Mart, while the other one works at... Yeah, yeah, I know, it's just a clever way to disguise not being able to have the rights to show things, but I don't care. Raimi did a great job with these movies. This is why I still support him. Even though he ventured on to do other things like Spider-Man and Wizard of Oz, I still, still think of him as a horror director. Because what a great job he did with Evil Dead. And Bruce Campbell is amazing in all of his movies, but yes, Ash Williams is the one that I love most. He is awesome. And in Evil Dead 2, he is basically a one-man show for a lot of this movie. The fight that he has with his own hand, epic. Yes, I'm a fanboy, I admit it. But this movie is my comfort movie. Whenever I'm feeling bad, I can watch Evil Dead 2. This movie never fails to cheer me up. There's only one word to describe it. Groovy. Hail to the king, baby. And hail to you, Dino. And hail to the Late Late Horror Show. Thanks for having me on, brother. Okay, there you go. Uh, thank you, Danny. That was awesome. And yeah, the color in the video. Uh, th thank you, Gory, for the set decoration for Danny there, right? Uh, Horror Addicts. Uh, great pick. The whole franchise. Fantastic. How can you go wrong with Bruce Campbell, man? Uh, but very, very cool, you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys again for uh, contributing. I did run over there and give the cats some water, so they should be shut up now, you know? I actually feel sorry for the cat. You know, what are you going to do? Um, it looks like the bri uh, or the reanimator cat, you know, my black cat. But uh, anyways, um, you know, I can do real quick uh, to join the channel and support us. Uh, I, again, I, I couldn't do it before, but I put them up there. Uh, I do want to thank uh, all the... You know, it's still not coming up. What, why isn't it coming up? Okay, a goof. So, oh well. Uh, screw it. I'm not going to show the, the pictures. But anyways... Okay, so let's move on. Uh, the next channel that I'm going to show here, um, let's see, am I missing anything good? Christian and Horror, God, uh, everyone put way more into these videos than me. I'm going to uh, take you all back to 2007 with my video. It's okay, Christian. You still, it's about personality and stuff too, man. Um, I, I know you kind of were a little rushed, um, but hey, I appreciate everybody who got a video to me. Um, there were some who just never responded but you know what it's okay it's okay i understand 100 percent uh but hey appreciate all of it uh callahan amy what is going on is that a chin implant or are you just happy to see me what is going on amy i'm glad you were able to make it um we got we got one two three four five six seven eight Okay, I should get going. We got nine more still to go. Here we go. Uh, let me move to a channel that I, I've known for a long time too. 
Uh, I, I love the accents uh, to these people over overseas, uh, you know, Australian, English, Scottish, Irish, uh, you know, plus he knows his stuff. Um, and with a name like this, one of my favorite, well, not one of my favorite B early childhood memory, Wolfman's Got Nards, Monster Squad, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, uh, check out his channel, and with that, uh, I just don't want to miss anything in the chat, I'm always game, Dino, uh, thank you, Gory B, yeah, no, uh, I'll do this eventually again, um, great lineup so far, thank you, um, love drag me to hell, nice pick, great story, Ed, Ed, man, you're just a hound with horror, man. I love it. I love it. So here we go. Uh, this is going to be Halloween again. Different take. Um, here we go. Wolfman's got nerves. The Late Late Horror Show have asked me to do a video on my best horror movie. Now, most of you will know that my best horror movie is Halloween, but what I'll do today is talk about the reasons why it is my favourite horror movie, because I know that a lot of people have a favourite horror movie, but it's maybe not necessarily the best horror movie. Um, for me, I think Halloween technically is the best horror movie ever made, and it also is my favourite horror movie as well. Now, if you first look at Halloween on a successful angle and a technical angle as to how it could be the best horror movie, you only need to look at, first of all, the budget. The budget was around about $300,000. They had a 28-day schedule or whatever it was to get this movie filmed in the same year that it came out, and that's quite a hard job to do. Even back in the 70s, John Carpenter managed to do it. He got together a group of people that made a masterpiece. And even back then, people, before the movie came out, people thought this isn't going to be a good movie. And obviously the rest is history when you look at the news and interviews, etc., from when the movie was released back in 1978. It was a massive success. It made millions of dollars at the box office. And it was, and it still is, one of the most profitable horror movies of all time. When you look at the technical aspects of Halloween, they achieved so much. They've done so many groundbreaking things with the cameras that they had as well. You had that one take. I know it wasn't a one take, but it had what looked like a one take at the beginning of the movie. Something that hasn't been done before. And if it was done before, it wasn't done on the scale that they did for Halloween. It's just something that blew my mind when I first seen it. Because I'd never seen a one take scene in any horror movie before. So when I was watching it, I didn't even realise at the time that it was a one take scene. Watching it as an adult, you... You tend to look at these movies from a different perspective and think, wow, how did they do that? I respect so much that they managed to pull that off. Even without the one take in Halloween, just looking at the movie as a whole, it was beautifully shot. The wide angle, the anamorphic tone to the movie, the, the blue hue that you get throughout this film as well. It was just so beautiful. Obviously, a lot of this was done in post-production, but you had to get the right angles. You had to get the right shots, and that's something that John Carpenter done perfectly. When it comes to the acting in Halloween, no, I'm not one to defend the acting in the film because the acting overall is not great. Some of the acting is pretty poor, to be honest, but I think what brings the acting up is a powerhouse performance by Donald Pleasance. Jamie Lee Curtis was good in the movie, but she was overshadowed by the performance of Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis. When I was younger, the idea of the boogeyman, the shape, was scary. Uh, was he human? Was he not human? How could he die? Why is he not dying? Those sort of things scared me when I was younger. And what made that even scarier was the fact that we just didn't know. Obviously, 
move aside the rest of the Halloween movies, just concentrate on the first Halloween movie. Watching that, I was, you know, I watched Halloween 1 and then I didn't see any other Halloween movies for a good few years after that. So watching it, it left a lasting impression on me because I'm like, is he still out there? And I had an impressionable mind at the time because I was very young. Is that guy still out there? How am I actually going to kill this guy if I ever come up uh, face to face with the boogeyman? I just didn't know. Putting all the technical aspects aside, even when you watch it with a nostalgic eye, uh, it still t stands the test of time. I watched movies from the 70s and the 80s and they age badly and you maybe can't even watch half of them anymore because they did age badly. But when you look at Halloween, made in 1978, I can watch that all the time and enjoy it all the time. It doesn't age for me. I don't know if it has that nostalgic factor for me, but that is, even if it is the nostalgic blinkers coming over my eyes, that is another reason why I love Halloween so much because of the nostalgia factor. You can love movies that aren't great, but you have a nostalgic connection to it. But with Halloween, you don't have to use that as an excuse because it does have the nostalgic factor, but it is still an amazingly made horror movie. I could go on and on and on about the original Halloween, and I'm sure most of you could as well. And I know that a lot of people's favorite horror movies are movies like Halloween, The Thing, Silence of the Lambs, Psycho. There's a reason why we say those movies, because they are masterpieces of horror. So it is hard to sway away from them and try and be different because it is hard to do that. And I'm sure most of you who post up videos of your greatest horror movies of all time, it's hard to change it up because you don't want to change it up just to be different. You want to be honest with yourself. And again, I can't fault Halloween whatsoever. Everything that I've just mentioned in this video, that is the reason why Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time. Thank Oh, there you go. Thank you again, Wolfman's Got Nards. Awesome. I like what Horror Gal said there. Uh, everybody approaches Halloween differently. And that's why having five of them in, in the reviews here, the, the favorites, is not a big deal. Because they all have something different to say. Uh, very, very cool. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything in the chat. You guys are all talking to each other. Again, I just want to express, hopefully this is coming across as a great uh, special presentation by the Late Late Horror Show um, uh, because uh, I've been busy as heck. But uh, here we go. We are going to get through this, and I've got another one. Again, I'm going to put timestamps in for everybody's reviews so that when you eventually come back, maybe by tomorrow, You'll, you'll be able to just click the timestamps if, if you're, you know, watching this later or something like that. So uh, with that said, and Horrigal, how's your cat? Same name, Dino. Um, anyways, uh, let's get to another one across the seas. And how can you go wrong with somebody named Dino? Right? Huh? Am I just, you know, pumping myself up? But, um, yeah, this is Dino. I, it's so weird that, you know, like how we found each each other's channels like that but you know i guess when dino eventually it'll get around to uh you know connecting there a little bit but um dino reviews and this is our very last halloween fave of the night so you got some other ones to look forward to we got a couple younger channels that uh have a little different spin on there um, and that's what's fascinating to see too different generations and what they love you know what i mean so um with that said Check out Dino Reviews.
Another accent. Hey there guys and welcome to Dino Review. So before we jump into this video, I do just want to quickly thank the Late Late Horror Show for including me in this one. Now as for my favourite horror movie of all time, it's got to be Halloween from 1978. So there are many different reasons I enjoy this movie, but for me one of the biggest ones is honestly just how simple the plot is. So the movie centres around an escaped mental patient who goes home to Haddonfield on Halloween night and causes death and destruction everywhere he goes. What I like about the movie is just kind of how they build Michael Myers up or build up the shape. The character is almost like a ghost at times and that's elevated by Donald Pleasant's performance of Dr. Loomis. He kind of plays this almost Van Helsing like character to Michael Myers Dracula where he goes around the town and tries to warn everyone that Michael is not just human. He kind of has this supernatural element to him where he is the shape. He's the boogeyman. He's kind of this unstoppable force that you just can't take down again that just kind of brings something more to the movie where you realize Michael Myers is not a typical slasher we'd seen before with movies like Black Christmas or Psycho instead he is much more he's kind of evil personified someone really without a conscience and someone you cannot talk down and you can see that with his mask he has this kind of emotionless expressionless mask on throughout the entire movie and it just makes him all the more terrifying you know you can't reason with this character at all he's just coming for you and if you don't get out of his way and try to survive he will kill you in seconds I just thought that was a great way to build the character of Michael Myers up that he is something to be feared that he's not quite human and if you're watching the movie you should know when he comes on screen that he is quite dangerous. As for Michael Myers himself honestly he is one of my favorite villains of all time. He is the shape he is pretty much the boogeyman and for me as a kid watching this movie that was everything I was terrified of. He pretty much goes through the night without being seen he just appears out of darkness and of course he has that iconic mask. The mask he has in the movie is this kind of expressionless face that really has nothing but a blank canvas on it. That just adds again kind of an element of fear to his character that you don't know what he's thinking at any point in the movie. The whole idea as well of kind of evil personified and really just true evil, no conscience, that's all quite interesting in the movie and it represents what Michael Myers is because there is no expressions on that mask. It's a character that you really can't reason with, you can talk down you just have to try to survive him he is a force of nature he's almost like jaws in a way going from house to house in this small little town and taking out anyone that gets in his way he of course is also quite unstoppable in the movie multiple characters try to take him out and he just keeps on getting back up i think in the late 70s again we just hadn't seen something like that on screen when it comes to laurie strode honestly for me i actually see her as probably the definitive final girl and it's because she's actually quite different than a lot of final girls we had gotten up until that point but even after that she's not an ellen ripley she's not a sarah connor type character she's not this warrior character that just goes out and finds michael instead she is a regular character that most audiences could relate to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill even kind of said when they were making the movie they wanted to find a character who audiences would care for. Someone they wanted to protect and they wanted to make sure survived the movie. It's a great way just to kind of attach audiences to your final girl and really root for her to survive. Now at the same time she's not a damsel in distress. She pretty much fights back at every point she can with Michael and she takes him down multiple times in the movie. Now as for the directing I absolutely love the directing in this one. We got dolly shots, we got P.O. 
POV shots. There's a lot of great shots in this movie and a lot of it is down to them having a low budget. So they couldn't really edit the movie too much. And honestly, I think that makes it a bit more of an intimate setting. You kind of really fall into this town of Haddonfield. You're watching these characters through these long shots as they're walking home from school, as they're babysitting kids, and it just does make it all feel a lot more realistic. The score is also perfect in the movie. It's iconic, of course, and it's up there with Jaws, The Exorcist, and even Psycho, as when you hear that music, you know it's from Halloween. What I like about it is we do hear the music quite a lot in the movie, but it actually builds with what's happening on screen. When Michael is kind of stalking, different characters throughout the film we hear the score for sure but when he's attacking Laurie Strode and we get that big chase scene the score is ramped up quite a bit. There are also a lot of memorable kills in this one but what I enjoy is there's honestly not a lot of blood instead the movie kind of focuses on suspense and tension and just kind of building this presence of Michael Myers that he's pretty much unstoppable and at the same time he could be anywhere at any time. The ending of the movie gives us that where he gets shot out a window and gets back up. We have this kind of long shot of these different locations where Michael could be and the movie ends like that. I think audiences in 1978 when they actually watched that, that must have been a great way to leave the cinema not knowing where Michael Myers actually is. Overall this is my favourite horror movie because pretty much everything works in it. The mask, the shape himself, the directing, the score, even the characters and just kind of how they build this entire story around the shape or the boogeyman, it works and it's highly effective. The movie today is honestly still scary and the franchise is still going strong. But guys, look, again, I just want to thank the Late Late Horror Show for including me in this one. I can't wait to see what everyone else picks, and I will see you guys in the next one. Hey, there you go. Uh, Dino Reviews. Uh, reviews. Dino, thank you from Dino. I appreciate it. Hey, within hours of asking him, I had a video. Uh, Mr. Magic Man. Uh, that was awesome. I, I appreciate all the effort you put into it. Uh, nice crisp video background. Um, he knows his stuff. He, great knowledge. Uh, that's why I would say go check out his channel. Hopefully he starts doing a little bit more. Um, and he is good on Twitter, uh, Horror Addicts, uh, Gory. Uh, he, he's definitely on there, always interactive on Twitter. Um, everybody's got their own thing that they're active on. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place with Instagram. I'm, I'm kind of trying to get into Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm most active at the moment now, but um, all over the place. So there you go. Uh, another really cool, really cool video. That was our last Halloween. Um, everybody had great things to say and, and reasons why and, and took it in different directions. So I love it. Uh, it was really, really great. Uh, great review, Dino. Love Halloween. Awesome work. Thank you, uh, Phil. Um, yeah, no, thank, thank everybody who contributed and was part of this, you know. So uh, I like to do this every now and then um, just to thank the people that are around me in the community. Um, just because I've gone to old-time radio shows does not mean me and Ted are not going to be here every Tuesday to, do, to talk horror movies. Um, and, and I'm not going to – eventually I'm going to get back to some trivia nights here and stuff like that. So there you go. Uh, no problem, Dino. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, right back to... Uh, yep, Susan and Eva. Okay, you guys are talking back. Uh, thank you, Max. Great picks. Uh, always learning. One of the very favorites is still Nightmare on Elm Street. There's so many. Like I said, I just got into... Uh, uh, Lee, you might... Uh, you got into Jalo this past year, I think. 
Um, Deep Red took me, like Rosemary's Baby is my favorite movie of all time. Deep Red, man, I was so struck with that movie. Something about it, you know, Suspiria, the original Suspiria, I, I still think is his best for me. Uh, but Deep Red for a, a split second there, almost pushed Rosemary out of there and became my favorite horror movie of all time. And I'm like going, whoa, this is fantastic. But because I was really getting into it. Um, but here, let's get to it. Uh, we're getting through these. Uh, not that there's no rush. Uh, I, I push uh, the all-time radio stream overnight, which is, um, uh, what do I got to know? My, Michael Shane Detective. It's like film noir. Uh, those are great, great things to fall asleep to and listen to. Um, that's pushed to 11. So we got plenty of time. Um, and welcome, Sinead. I think that's how you say it, Sinead. A uh, lot of good stuff you got saying in the chat. Everybody does. Lots of good, good things to say. Great movie, Halloween. Uh, yeah. So let's get to, let's get to Christian Hannah Horror. Christian Hannah Horror. Um, uh, you know what? I've, I've actually known him, of him, for a long time, probably more, longer than he's known me because I used to watch him when he was sitting down and, and talking about horror movies and this. And I, I was always just fascinated by his big killer clowns uh, that he had because I was such a big fan. Uh, but a, a great guy, great um, content, um, really pushing his game lately, uh, really good stuff. Um, let's get to Christian Hanna Horror. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Christian Hanna Horror. You know, when Dino asked me to talk about my favorite horror movie, it's it's never been so easy. Return of the Living Dead is unequivocally my all-time favorite horror movie. Now, you know, there's so many things about this movie that just mean everything to me. First of all, being like a punk rocker like I am, this movie exudes that to the 10th degree. Everything about it is punk rock. From the literal movie, the characters in the movie, the soundtrack to the movie, the story of the movie. Dan O'Bannon, who took the script for the movie and was like, don't like it, nah, let me do it my own way, let me do it my way, completely rewrote the script to, to what it became, which is this Return of the Living Dead. And it was a rocky production, things were nuts, but he got the film on screen. He got the movie he wanted. And this does not happen that often ever in horror. Ever. So the fact that he was able to get this to make it happen was insane. Everything about this movie is punk rock. It changed my life. It changed the way I view things. It changed the way I perceive other people in terms of what they think about me. I don't care. I don't care. I love this movie so much. It's given me everything. Everything. I love it so much. Return of the Living Dead is, is without question my all-time favorite horror movie ever. It's my all-time favorite movie, quite frankly. So Return of the Living Dead has to be it. I love this movie. It's everything to me. It's the best horror comedy ever made, in my opinion. So there it is, guys. Christian and a horror. Return of the Living Dead. Thank you, Christian, uh, very much for contributing. Uh, yeah, everybody, so people said, uh, thank God for zombies, uh, finally. Um, a great channel. Uh, yeah, Return of the Living Dead, how can you go wrong? You know, Drum Dums, uh, great soundtrack. Yes, I mean, for, for an audiophile like me, uh, somebody who listens to music and to soundtracks and, and, and audio stuff, uh, it's fantastic. I mean, one of the best. And Return of the Living Dead, I mean, come on. 
Linnea Quigley's in it. I mean, you know, it's 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 fantastic. So uh, thank you, Christian, for uh, that. I appreciate it. And um, be sure to subscribe, you guys. Uh, appreciate everybody sticking around through all of this. And we got a few more. Um, the next one I'm going to jump to is uh, The Mummy and the Monkey. Um, they host a... Uh, they're like horror hosts. Uh, he's he's a monkey. She's a mummy. Uh, Janet James. Uh, they do their thing on Facebook. Uh, so if you look for the the mummy and the monkey there, every Friday night uh, they do a horror host kind of. They show a movie like your classic horror hosts do, you know. And and he puts little tidbits like you know mystery science theater, like little fart noises and kind of throws things in there. So it's a fun time all around. Uh, you know, they've got a YouTube channel that they do content on too. Uh, right after the Facebook live show, they go over and do a YouTube live, the, the Harry Scary Hangout afterwards and talk, uh, something I just enjoy. And, and they live not far from me. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I'm in the, even in one of their little skits that they got, uh, that they do in, uh, you know, their, their videos and stuff like that. So, uh, gory bits. Yay. The mummy and the monkey is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the good, good, good stuff, man. Um, so here we go with the mummy and the monkey. So you're going to get two favorite movies from them. And, uh, here we go. Hey there, I'm Janet Decay. And I'm Grim Gordy. And together we host The, the Mummy, Mummy and, and the, the Monkey's, Monkey's Harry Scary, Scary Hangout. <laughs> we live stream Friday nights from our Facebook fan page and on a cable station as well. We play cheesy B movies. That's right, and we love horror movies. Now, I wish we could talk, uh, show some of the horror movies that we are uh, talking about tonight as our favorite horror movies, but that ain't the case with our program. No mm -hmm. way, uh uh. But uh, at least we get to talk about them right now, right? Yes, <laughs> and it's hard to pick favorites because there's so many movies that we like, good and bad. Sure is, but uh, what's your favorite, Janet? Mummy's first. Oh, geez. Okay, so I'd have to pick, out of all the movies, even though I love the classic Universal films, the Hammer films, um, I'm going to say just out of the creepiness factor, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one from the 70s. Directed by Toby Hooper, um, Gunnar Hansen played Leatherface, the really iconic, really creepy killer guy in the movie, but it's not just him, he's part of a whole creepy family, and these um, there's a, a group of young people traveling on a road trip, and then they um, end up having car trouble and having issues, and um, they, they encounter this family, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's it's really creepy stuff. The visuals and just the whole idea. And another creepy thing is that it's loosely based off of uh, Ed Gein, the serial killer from Wisconsin, who would eat people and decorate his house out of um, body parts. Like he would make a lampshade out of human skin, Ooh. have like skulls stacked up, all this really weird stuff. So. Um, because that there's that kind of real aspect of it, I think that's what scares me most of all when you hear of things like that. And then when you see the visuals in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you hear that chainsaw, it's like, it, it's so creepy. And it still holds up to this day, like 40-something years later, almost 50 years later. The movie is still really, really creepy, and I heard they're making a sequel to it. Wow, a bona fide attached to the, the actual first movie. A real sequel Whoa. to it. 
so that'll that'll be interesting to see but yeah that's one that really sticks out um so i guess that'll be my favorite the texas chainsaw massacre mm -hmm. oh my gosh texas chainsaw that's, massacre. A, that's hard to top that's a, that is a good one uh, but you know it's all relative though and i do like that movie myself that, that would definitely be in my top i'd say texas chainsaw is definitely in my top 20 uh, favorite horror movies of all time might even eke in the top 10 because of like you said the creepiness of it and the fact that it could actually happen and kind of has happened yeah i mean it, it has happened and it is based off of like real true stories of people doing these terrible things yes um hmm, let's see what is my favorite horror movie there's quite a few that i really like but the one that always stands out for me that gives me the creeps Ooh, the most one? is the one, the only, The Exorcist, starring Linda Blair. Oh, my oh. gosh. That movie. And, and Max von, yeah. von Sydow is the priest. Very good. The cast, okay, so why I like this. Why is The Exorcist your favorite movie, people ask me. They say, Grim Glory, why is Exorcist your favorite movie? Yes. No one really asked me that. But if they did, <laughs> I would tell them this. I would say, hey, to me, this movie embodies everything about a good, spooky horror movie. Um, it, the, the atmosphere, the, number one, the casting is immaculate. Very, very good. Like everyone looks like exactly who they're supposed to be, uh, cast-wise. Uh, you know, I love the, the the way it was casted. Probably Linda Blair's best role ever, obviously, yeah. as Reagan, the uh, the poor girl who, you know, it's not like the Catholic Church just jumps in and says, "Yeah, she's possessed." They question the heck out of it um, before they even call the an exorcist. Uh, the, 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 she's getting tests done in hospitals, spinal taps. Uh, going through hell, I mean, uh, basically trying to figure out what's going on. Because who would believe that, uh, even now, it would be hard to believe that uh, in reality you could be possessed That's, by a demon, demon possession, you know? Right, I mean, you don't really hear of that now. Now they just diagnose you and they say it's all in your head. But if but if somebody told you right today that they were possessed by a demon, you'd roll your eyes and go, yeah, right. You just, you know, you maybe, yeah. you, you might uh, need to go see a doctor, you know? everyone. And back then it still works, today it still works. But if it did exist... I mean, who do you call? You can't call Ghostbusters because they ain't a ghost. Mm -hmm. You have to call the Catholic Church because they actually did in real, in real, like again, almost like why you liked Texas Chainsaw. In actual reality, the Catholic Church did have uh, actual exorcists that would perform yeah. exorcisms throughout the, the last several hundred years at least um, on people that were possessed by a demon. Now, some of this stuff might have been, you know, uh, things that we diagnose now as mental illnesses and things like that, but... Not in this case. I mean, apparently she was actually possessed by an otherworldly spirit. And um, does it happen for real? Who am I to say? I don't know. I ain't seen it. But it's you know, an interesting topic, but, you know. And but it's, this, uh, but this story, like your yes, go ahead. And I, what, I, what I like about that movie, and I, I think you'll agree too, the it's like a, it's kind of a slow buildup, yes, and you see absolutely. how it progresses and how this little girl's condition keeps getting worse. Yes, and yeah, and, the, and it's a slow burn, but man, yeah. once it kicks in and starts going, it's there's no question what's going on. I love that about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Even but it is even funny because when she's laying in the bed and it, it's it, it's cold in the room, they have to tie her down. Her she does not look like a little girl anymore. She's got the the, the green eye contacts with the uh, and, and the and the pussy skin, and they're still questioning whether she's possessed or not. It's really weird. It's a really really. Like almost, it feels like reality. And I was going to say why it reminds me of Texas Chainsaw because that was like the you know steeped in some reality with Ed Gein, uh, the cannibal. This was based on a little boy that was possessed. Uh, it, you know, it was claimed to be possessed, and where the Catholic Church wow. had to intervene and actually and try to exercise him. But I think it was a little boy in Africa that that claimed to be. I think I think so. 
I could be wrong, I, I, or maybe it might have been in America, but it doesn't even matter. There's been so many uh, stories of, of those events happening. So yeah, both movies are interesting in their own ways because they're based off of true events. And I, and I love the way the film shot. I love the, the, I think they, were, they shot it in 16mm or something. Not, it just sounds funny, but not like a 16mm camera. But it's either that or 35. It's some kind of weird scope that they use. Some, so it looks like a big movie. Um, they used to use it on and off in the 70s and 80s, uh, this type of uh, film shooting. Uh, yeah, the casting, the film, the story, it's, it's, it's just a nice, well-done movie. Very creepy, atmospheric as all heck. Oh, yeah. Love The Exorcist. I pop it in every Halloween. Yes, it's tradition. I know that sounded weird, but no, I, I definitely watch <laughs> The Exorcist. It's a tradition. I carve a pumpkin uh, and, watch the, and watch the original Exorcist movie. I love it. Yeah, it, it just has that great... Both both films have that... They're just so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they both have very happy ending. No, they, they have... Well, actually, Texas Chainsaw kind of has a happy ending. A little bit. There's there, there's the final girl. You know, the yeah. survivor. I, and I think... I would say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre... I think that was made in the mid-70s, if I'm not mistaken. Weren't both films made in the 70s? Yeah, well, yeah. I think uh, Exorcist was like 74 or 75. Yeah. So... But but I think Texas Chainsaw could be definitely one. Now, see, if you made that movie now, if that never came out and you made it now, they would say, oh, it's got all these tropes in it, you know, all these things that, you know, the the, the, the surviving, the survival girl, the, yeah, the final girl. Yeah, final girl. But at the time, that was brand I, new. No, no, I'm saying, so I think that was one of the first movies that set up tropes that, you know, everyone said, oh, we got to make a movie like that. Maybe, maybe. You know, um, the, you know the final girl, uh, you know, all of the... It, it, oh, here's a bunch of kids going out. It, that came out before Friday the 13th. That's true. You know, kids in trouble. Yeah, the 70s were, uh, they, they had, there were a lot of films that were like one of a kind. And they kind of set a, uh, you know, other films definitely borrowed from them in the into the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And, uh, and even now there's uh, people that will make films that they try to give it a grindhouse look and feel and... Um, yeah, it's both films are very iconic. And and what I will say about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it has one of the single most horrific scenes to me in all of anything ever made horror is uh when Leatherface drags the girl into that uh into oh, the room. Yes. She's screaming, screaming, and he just shuts that door and the screaming stops and you know You know You don't see anything. You know she's not leaving that house. But your imagination just kicks right in and you it's just it's it, to me it's just that the sound of the slant the way he does it. With such just like such anger, mm -hmm. it's if you never, it's so powerful that one scene. It just it always gets me, and, and it it stays in your oh, head. Oh yeah, 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 horrific. And they don't really show it. They you don't see what happens to her right after that scene. They don't go into the gore and all that. Yeah, I mean the movie has gore, but they don't show like everything. No. they'll show some things. They leave then, all it up here, and then your imagination's like, oh no. You yeah, know. That, that that's a masterpiece of a movie. I, I gotta agree. That's 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 one of the good ones. Um, yeah, so that is, so it's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for you, The Exorcist for me. Mm -hmm. Got a little cannibalism, some demon possession, a some, little bit of everything. Some terrifying films. Yeah, get out the popcorn and the soda and let's just have a party. No, but de definitely, if you haven't seen these movies, <laughs> do yourself a favor and watch some good film. Original Texas Chainsaw, the original Exorcist. Can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. Tell the mummy the monkey sent you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James and Janet. The Mummy and the Monkey uh, on Facebook, Friday nights, 
and on YouTube late Friday nights, but all the time. Uh, good stuff. Thank you again. Appreciate it. TCM and um, The Exorcist. You know, The Exorcist is the most scariest movie I've ever seen and the scariest book I've ever read. So uh, that said, I mean, if we were going scariest movies of all time, uh, but hey, your favorite horror film of all time? Can't go wrong either. Can't go wrong. Dave, hey, 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 it's Dave Plouffet, the professor from the West Coast. What is going on, my friend? Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, everybody who's here. Uh, be sure to hit that sub and all that good stuff. Descriptions below. Uh, there will be timestamps, and everybody's link is down below, so uh, please hit that. Um, we are, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five more to go. So uh, here we go. Let, let me just uh, pop to the next one. Um, again, I appreciate everybody uh, being part of this. And um, oh, which one should I go with here? I'll go with uh, uh, one that is, is from the area too, uh, a relatively youngin, uh, young one. And um, again, a, a little different take on uh, what his favorite horror movie is by generation. Um, gonna have to, uh, uh, thank you guys. Great idea, Dino. Good show. Thank you, uh, the mummy and the monkey. Appreciate it. Uh, James and Janet. But, uh, the next one I'm going to do is Killjoy Jake. Uh, started out just out of high school and, and, and either high school, college or whatever. Uh, it's funny how I met him. Long story, but I grew up with a friend that introduced me to him by running into him. Then I found his channel and um, at first they were just kids just doing their thing. And then now he's full on legitimate uh, Killjoy Jake. And uh, let's see what his favorite uh, horror movie of all time is. Hey everybody, what's up? Killjoy Jake here. And instead of having friends, I have horror movies. I real quickly just wanted to thank the Late Late Horror Show for having me on their channel to talk about my favorite horror movie. Make sure to subscribe to that channel if you haven't already. They put out some pretty dope content, you should make sure to check it out. Now, I've talked a lot about like different horror movies on my channel that I'm a big fan of, even some like really weird ones like Piranha 3D is uh, unironically un un one of my favorite horror films. For some reason, I don't know why. I, it's, it's one of those weird things that I I can't even explain. But I think definitively my favorite horror film is Hereditary. Now unfortunately this movie review is gonna get a little personal. I, I apologize in advance if you just don't really care. But back in 2018, your boy Jake was a little depressed, not really sure what to do with life. I was a year out of high school. I didn't even know what that guy was doing. I wasn't going to college. I was kind of working. I didn't know what was going on. I took my girlfriend at the time to see her, this new movie and I just, it blew my mind. It terrified me in all different kinds of ways. I'd never been so frightened by a film before. I ended up seeing it four or five times it's opening weekend. I even still have the tickets around here somewhere. It changed my life entirely. Like, I was pretty big into horror still. Like, throughout my entire life, I've always, like, loved horror movies. But, like, that was the film that, that was kind of, like, the spark. That was, like, okay, I really need to get into this. I need to start watching all the sequels and stuff. I started, uh, like, immediately after that, I watched all the Friday the 13th films for the first time. I watched all the sequels to A Nightmare on Elm Street. I had seen the original film, but I hadn't seen, like, the other sequels. I just started going through all these different, like, classic horror films, and then in over the summer, of 2019, I started my horror channel. So this film is very near and dear to my heart, even though it has some of the most tragic and upsetting scenes in any horror film I have ever watched in my life. Like I was just saying about the film, though, it's upsetting. Like, it is a very upsetting horror film. I can't think of another one that, like, just made me so just 
upsets. Like, it has some horrifying scenes, really upsetting kills, especially. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm trying not to spoil anything here if you haven't seen it. I mean, it came out three years ago almost now, so if you haven't seen the movie, come on. This is like a classic horror film from the 2010s. Like, you have to have seen this one if you're into horror movies now. The other thing I like it is that it has such rewatchability. I mean, you can go back and check out this movie so many different times and find little Easter eggs that you would have never noticed on the first time. One of the biggest things that I noticed maybe on like the sixth or seventh rewatch, I've seen it. I've seen it many times, which is upsetting. It's uh, it's a really disturbing film, and to say that I've seen it more than once is like wow. I can't even believe you'd be able to sit through it so many times. Something I noticed though, going back and rewatching this, is that like the creepy dude standing in the hallway in the dark, completely naked, towards the end of the film. Sorry, this is a spoiler, but like. How can I talk about this movie without spoiling it at this point? When Peter's looking at him at that one scene, like, way towards the end of the film, that's the same dude who's at the funeral. And, like, all those naked people at the end of the movie, they're all at that funeral. Like, you can notice them all, like, if you, like, pause the movie and, like, you look at all the faces, you can match them up to all the people at the end of the film. And talking about that specific dude who's, like, in the hallway during that one scene, he's actually looking at Charlie when she's going to, like, see her grandma for, for the last time in, uh, the, the coffin. That's, like, I can't, it blew my mind when I noticed that I was like oh, it's the same dude what that's so cool I love Easter eggs like that in horror films and that's just scratching the surface of this film there's so many other things with the miniatures and what they represent those little weird like words that aren't really words written above their walls they all have like these crazy meanings behind them that if you like really deep dive into that it's uh it's such a deep film that has so many really interesting levels to it really my only gripe with the film is that Peter looks absolutely nothing like his parents at all like a uh, great casting choice nonetheless but like his look does he just doesn't have any of the same like facial features as both of his parents whereas Charlie almost kind of looks like an amalgamation of both of her parents kind of mushed into one person like it, it just uh, that's that's really my only thing and that's getting super picky with it which if you've watched my channel for a while now you know that I really only get picky with films that I hold to a higher standard like hereditary and like I was saying before the kills are upsetting there's very few murders in this in this movie it's not very bloody or like disgusting or anything like that but when something does happen, it's, uh, it sticks out. Like, uh, sometimes you watch a slasher film and it's like, there could be eight different kills, like, constant, like, kills throughout the whole thing, let's just say. And maybe you leave, you walk away from that movie not really even remembering what happened. This film, th there's not a single person who saw this movie in the theaters for the first time and did not remember that one image of Charlie's head on the side of the road. Spoiler, I don't care anymore. Not one person is walking away from this movie not remembering all the ants crawling on her head. That is one of the most upsetting images of a film maybe ever. I mean, there's not too many movies that comes close to this level of disturbing. And uh, this one does it just enough to where it's like if it was any more I would not be able to come back and watch it so many times like there are films that I've not even finished because they were so disturbing this film does push the envelope a lot but it's not so much to the point where you can't go back and watch it I would say like the Charlie death is obviously so like Oh my god. <laughs> like, especially how uh, Tony Collette reacts to it. Can I, let's just, uh, real, real quick side rant, since that's kind of what this whole video is. Tony Collette was robbed of an Oscar from this film. Ro absolutely robbed. As well as uh, Florence Pugh in Ari Aster's other film, Midsummer. Both of them robbed from an Academy Award. Not even a nomination? Like, what the hell, man? Hereditary is one of my favorite horror films. I know a lot of people don't like the ending, but like, that's the best part about the movie to me. It's like, this whole film, this like, 
like two hour film is all set up to this the last 15 minutes that is this massive horror explosion. It's wonderful, it's the best way to do a horror film, and the ending is ambiguous, which I've talked about on my channel many times, that's the best way to end a horror film in my opinion. It's the scariest way, you leave everything up to the viewer's imagination, which is no monster that you can create will be scarier than what's going on inside your viewer's head. It's a masterfully made horror film, the first film from Ari Aster, and I, I will be a lifelong fan of whatever he decides to do. Anything he touches, I will watch, even if it's just producing, I'm gonna go check it out, because that film just really just changed my entire life. So thank you all so much for watching my little review of Hereditary. Don't forget to subscribe to the Late Late Horror Show, and hey, maybe check out my channel too, Killjoy Jake. Check that out on YouTube. Thank you all again for watching, and as always, don't forget to kill it out there, y'all. Thank you, uh, Killjoy Jake. Thank you. Very, very good video. Very good uh, choice on movies. Uh, Tony Collette, outstanding. Outstanding, like everybody said here. Um, Hereditary for me was a very personal movie because of trauma and other things as, as well as a lot of other people, I'm sure. I, I, saw, I saw Beth's message there. But um, yeah, a little too personal for me. Um, a movie I, I want to forget but very well done. Heck, the next movie, Midsommar, uh, I love that folk horror in that movie. I, I, it, that's highly rated movie for me, man. I love Midsommar. So, uh, you know, keep, keep bringing them. I'm not sure what the next project's going to be, but um, it's probably out there. I just haven't looked, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so there you go. We got um, four more to go. Um, and let me just say, uh, let me hop to the next one, the next channel. Um, this guy is a nice guy, man. Uh, really, yeah, there you go. You popped in. <laughs> wow, great review, Killjoy Jake. Love Hereditary. Phil's creepy videos. Uh, the only other guy uh, I see with more toys than me um, <laughs> that I can put out and fit in a frame, but he does a lot of toy rev like reviews and, and uh, he does a lot of stuff, but he's got a lot of stuff that I'm like, jealous of there's quite a few things i don't have man but uh check out phil's creepy videos and here we go phil's creepy vids Hey there, horror fans. It's your buddy Phil here, and I'm back at it today with yet another video. First of all, big shout out to Dino of the Late Late Horror Show. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this video. Uh, that's cool. I appreciate it. And we are here today to talk about my favorite movie of all time, favorite horror movie of all time, and that has to be The Exorcist, which came out in 1973. The year I was born, uh, I first saw The Exorcist when I was five years old, and it's what got me into horror and turned into all of the collecting that I do. Um, but yeah, The Exorcist, 1973, directed by William Friedkin. It was written by William Peter Blatty. Uh, it stars Linda Blair as Reagan. Ellen Bernstein and the late great Max von Sydow as Father Marin. 
Um, it's your classic good versus evil, demonic possession. And uh, yeah, still holds up today other than a few scenes like smoking in the hospital and stuff like that doesn't really hold up but uh yeah still effective still very creepy and my favorite horror movie of all time the exorcist so i pulled some exorcist related items first off we have this big box of the exorcist uh this is the 25th anniversary from warner brothers came out in 1998 and it has the exorcist on vhs the CD soundtrack, and a book, and a film cell, and a whole bunch of lobby cards. So that is everything you get with that set of The Exorcist. And I've had this since 1998. Next up, we have The Exorcist, the complete anthology uh, on Blu-ray. So all the exorcists in that set. Next, we have the extended director's cut and original theatrical cut of the exorcist in a box with a book. Uh, not too sure when that one came out, but a few years ago. And last but not least, we have the exorcist media book on Blu-ray as well. So lots and lots of copies of The Exorcist in my collection. And we'll get on to the little toys and stuff. There we have the new Toonie Terrors Reagan. As she's puking her green pea soup. A fun little item here. This is the Tubbs Duck. Uh, so Reagan as a rubber ducky, which is pretty cool. Of course, you got to have the Reagan Funko Pop. So that is the Reagan Funko Pop. And I believe this came out from NECA. It's very fragile. But this is the Reagan on the bed, and the bed's a head knocker, and the Reagan's a head knocker, so it's like the bed's levitating. But pretty good detail in that. Another one from NECA is Reagan in the bed, and her head used to spin doesn't spin anymore, the motor's kind of kaput, but it does still play tubular bells, the theme to The Exorcist. So I'll just press the button and see what we get. Damn nice toy. Pretty iconic soundtrack to The Exorcist. So that is Reagan in the bed. And last but not least, we have the Mezco MDS Reagan, and I Damn have nice her in toy. The seated stance because she just sits up on one of my shelves. So yes, The Exorcist. Loved it since I was five years old, since I first saw it, and uh, loved it ever since. I still watch it to this day. 
Um, so once again, Dino, over at the Late Late Horror Show, thank you so very much for having me on your uh, show. And uh, yeah, if you like great horror content and you're not subscribed to Phil's creepy videos, please do me a huge favor and click that subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up if you like this video. And uh, yeah, don't forget to hit that bell notification to be notified every time Late Late Horror Show posts a video. Uh, that's my time. Thanks so much for yours. Have a great day, guys. Thanks once again, Dino. Peace! Damn that toy. And that. And that. So if you guys like that video, comment down below, hit the like button, subscribe, and we'll see you in Phil's next video. Peace! There you go. Thank you, Phil. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe and all that good stuff down there for uh, Phil, too. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even call those toys. Those aren't even toys. I don't, I don't even know why I'm saying it. Those are works of art. Toys have become kind of a, a kind of artwork. I mean, it, you know, it's not like when we were kids. Of course, you got those in the, you know, the store like Walmart and all that, like regular old toys that you can bang up and throw away. But stuff like this, I mean, it's not a toy. It's a work of art. But uh, great stuff, man. I wish I had all of those. Uh, and The Exorcist, great film, great film. We're almost done, guys. Uh, great film, man. Um, you know, a quick quick story here, you know, why Exorcist scares the hell out of me. Uh, I saw The Exorcist at the drive-in theater. Uh, my uncle uh, was in a car, said during the scene where the pea soup coming out of the mouth, um, he, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm not feeling too well. I'm not feeling too well. Got out of the car, started walking a little bit and stumbled over. And then next thing I knew, I'm a little tiny kid. I don't even know why they took me to see this movie at the drive-in theater. I was too small. But uh, he passed out. My uncle passed out, scared me half to death, scarred my memory. And, and, and that's my memory of The Exorcist. It's always going to be that way. That movie is just so frightening. But, man, does it get any scarier or, or when it comes to horror, that's got to be at the top of a lot of people's lists. But uh, there you go. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Uh, great video. Um, I'm not sure who that was at the very end of the video. Um, didn't say anything but uh very cool appreciate that so with that said um we've got one two three more uh so here let's hop on to uh let's get gory bits out of the way uh since you just chimed in there the exorcist is also a great book but here we go with gory bits relatively new to me he's been around a long time really nice guy uh so thank you for contributing um, here we go with his favorite uh, horror movie of all time, Gory Bits. When it comes to horror movies, my top 10 list tends to fluctuate, especially when I watch and discover brand new movies. But the thing that has stayed consistent is my number one favorite, which is George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. 
I've always been a big fan of the Dead movies. Night of the Living Dead I watched way too young as a child, but for some reason, Dawn of the Dead I didn't really get to watch all the way until I was about in high school. And I think all of it had to do with that VHS cover. I don't know what it was, there was just something about the cover that just terrified me. In the movie, we follow a small group of survivors who band together and take refuge inside of a shopping mall. What I love and respect about George Romero's movies is the political commentary, and Dawn of the Dead is no different. It touches on the topics of racism, classism, and consumerism. The movie features a giant cast of flesh-eating zombies. While the zombie makeup doesn't look all that great, the blood and gore effects by Tom Savini is top-notch. I think what works best in the movie is the character development, and while you may not necessarily like the, some of the characters from the beginning, over time you begin to fall in love with them and you root for their survival. It's a film that may be serious in parts, but it doesn't shy away from the comedy. There's some really great humor and dialogue in this movie, and because you love the characters so much, it ultimately breaks your heart when not all of them make it. I probably should have put a spoiler alert for that, but let's be honest, it's a zombie film. Not everyone is going to make it. It's pretty progressive in its storyline, and there's so it's so wide in scope that there's so much that you can pick at. The film is produced by Dario Argento, and it features an amazing score by Goblin. I have the Ultimate Edition DVD set of this movie, and it comes with three different versions. It comes with the original theatrical version, the director's cut, and the Italian version. The Italian version of Dawn of the Dead goes by the name Zombie. I don't really enjoy the Italian version so much. It's a little bit shorter and they remove a lot of the humor in the film to go with a more serious tone. The director's cut is cool and everything, but the added scenes and extended footage are not really that necessary. So if you're gonna go with any version, I would say the theatrical version is the best one to watch. It's an amazing movie, and it holds a special place in my heart. Dawn of the Dead is a movie that I'll never get sick of watching, and that's why I consider it to be my favorite horror movie of all time. Thank you, Gory Bits! Uh, yeah, uh, The Dead Go Shopping, right? Uh, RTN. Um, lots of Ohio, right where I'm from, Cleveland, Ohio, but this is a little, you know, south. Um, but the mall right here in Ohio, lots of Ohio in that movie. Uh, one of my tops, I, I love them all. I, I've talked about this in our full commentary on the movie that we've did, me and Ted. But um, a fantastic movie. Good choice. Good pick. Um, love it. Love that movie, man. Um, just love the idea of, of chaos ensuing and, and you're getting locked in a mall and you have everything at your disposal. Uh, you know, I I know it eventually get to you, but I love the concept. But anyways, uh, we've got one, two more to go. Uh, let's get to one that I've known for a long time and just celebrated her 10-year anniversary on YouTube. Um, but Kara uh, from Horror Retrospective, um, I, I caught her years ago when she was doing, she did some like, alien painting and ma makeup effects, uh, very cool stuff. And she would do like a movie review. Um, now she kind of does all kinds of different things, some casual streams and stuff like that. But um, I thought I'd include her in this. And um, 
have always loved Cara and her uh, her channel. Horror Retrospective. Here we go with her favorite horror movie of all time. Hello, lovelies. My name is Cara of Horror Retrospective, and I have been asked to talk about my all-time favorite horror film, which would be 1982's Cat People. I think it is an excellent remake. What makes this one so unique to me is the original source material was only very lightly referenced and the film was just made something completely different and of its own. And this story really speaks to me. I, I love the, the dynamic of Irina. She's a young girl who really doesn't know who she is. She's getting to, to know and discover herself. She's also gone to the, she's also gone off to New Orleans to meet her, her biological brother, just also in a sense to, to know who she is, where she comes from. And, there's there's this sense of alienation or i guess not really fitting in that she she touches on early in the film and these are all very relatable topics and themes even if one has never been an orphan just the sense of not really knowing who we are or just being young and getting to to know ourselves for who we are really developing ourselves as a person and as an individual and she she has double duty here, unfortunately. And I also just really love that this is more of a, a coming of age story, more in the sense that she's coming into her own as a young woman. She also has this sexual awakening, just aspects of herself once again, that she, she really hasn't explored or, or really just doesn't have too much familiarity with. And one can say, well, big deal, but I would say, especially for a young woman from, from a feminine aspect, knowing oneself, who you are mentally, physic physically, sexually, it's all very important. These, these are all factors that draw into to who you are as a person, how you carry yourself, the types of persons that you will meet and share experiences with. And these are all very much things that Irina has been lacking with and i just i love this this vulnerability this honesty in her her character how how quickly open she she is and she shares a lot about herself it's it's a great character development and it really does play into the story later obviously this is an erotic horror film or a horror thriller but it's it's all very interesting and and unique her her journey and how she changes and grows throughout the course of the film. She's not necessarily timid, but she she keeps to herself and she's very well-mannered. She's what one would refer to as a nice girl or a sweet girl. And she very much has that girl next door quality about her. And she's also just very lovely. She's very exotic. And that also plays into the the cat aspect. Of course, she is a, a shapeshifter as she later comes to find out. So this also explains why she why she felt so different or or alone in a sense. So we really get to to piece together who or what she really is as a person. And in my opinion, the the cat aspect that's more of a a metaphor for 
the woman's feral nature, the, the divine feminine, if you will, there's always this untamable part or aspect of a woman, which you really cannot cage or, or make docile. It's, it's always just this, this internal aspect of a woman that really makes her who she is, whether, whether she's subtle and demure or just very feisty and outgoing there's always something about a very specific or particular person that just really draws you into them so it really does touch on so many aspects and experiences that a young person comes to to encounter not necessarily all people but it's it's very well thought out i think it's an extremely well written film i love this film so much as i see a bit of myself in in Irene and certain experiences that she had. And it's it's to a dis degree nostalgic, but also just very relatable. I think the story is a very strong story. It's very well written and it can be, be broken down in numerous ways, whether you want to look at it analytically or if you just want to look at it for for the strength of the story and character development, whether you're you're studying writing or or any other type of, of literature or you know just the whole coming of age aspect, you can even break it down esoterically. I mean, this this film is just so rich and the possibilities are endless and it's just extremely beautiful and amazing to me. I can I can talk about this movie <laughs> forever and I I've as I've stated, I've made several videos just looking at numerous aspects of this film. It never ceases to, to fascinate and amaze and hold my interest. And I, obviously, it's one of those things that I can continue to come back and analyze and make different videos about. And I hope that people enjoy my, my analyses or maybe, you know, agree or disagree, but I challenge you to see something different in this film than just a a remake or an erotic thriller or or you know a werecat film or a monster film. I, I challenge you to look deeper and actually really see how this film speaks and what it really says. And it's it, it's an amazing film in my opinion. And I will leave you with those thoughts and I will talk to you later. Thank you very much, Kara. Uh, horror retrospective. I knew she was going to come with a, a, something a little bit different. That's that's what you get from her. Uh, Cat people, awesome. Nat Natasha Kinski. Uh, Natasha Kinski. Um, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, great choice. Great uh, movie. I, I love it. Uh, fantastic one. Schultze, I see in the chat there, buddy. Uh, welcome. Uh, I see you said... Um, I want in on this next time. We will talk. We will talk. I have another idea up my sleeve. But anyways. Okay, so let's get to the very last one of the evening because my stomach is starting to growl and I am getting very, very hungry. Um, like I said, a little different look. I am wearing my glasses, everybody. You guys told me to. So there you go. Um, so let's see what the last one. It's a younger YouTuber. Um, uh, very... Well, not new, uh, growing fast, um, you know, uh, 
interesting videos, interesting takes, uh, outlook on some of her. She's gone through a lot of different videos and stuff like that. But um, included there on this uh, stream, and um, it's she's called Haunted Hippie. Haunted Hippie, uh, Kylie. Um, so here you go uh, with her favorite horror movie of all time, Haunted Hippie. Hey, what's up, you guys? I go by Haunted Hippie here on YouTube, but if you don't know me, my name is Kylie. And for those of you that are curious, I just graduated from California Lutheran University. I got my Bachelor of Arts in Film Theory and Production, and I got my minor in Creative Writing slash English. So I actually have two favorite horror movies of all time. I was thinking about which one I should choose for this video, and honestly, I simply couldn't. So up first, this is one that I've talked about on my channel multiple times, and that would be The Ring. There is just so much that I love about this movie. I've loved this movie for as long as I can remember. I honestly don't even remember the first time that I watched it. So with The Ring, I'll get into some of the story elements and stuff that I think work really well, but first, I just have to praise all the technical aspects of this movie. I think that the acting is just, it's phenomenal. The little boy that plays Aiden, I think he is so incredibly talented. You could also find him in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. For a child that young, I honestly, I don't know how old he was in this movie, but he was definitely under 10. He was so wildly talented and he just had this aura of maturity about him that was simultaneously so impressive but like so creepy and off-putting. So I love Aiden in this movie and then of course Naomi Watts. She just, she steals the whole show. They have a really minimal cast in this movie. There's really only two leads and Naomi Watts, like I said, just steals the whole show. Almost like a solo performance by her. I think that she really depicts the character's emotional development throughout the movie super well. She goes from this very cold reporter that is very distant from her son and it's kind of led him to be a lot more mature than he really should be at that age. But she goes from that to then understanding the complex emotions between a mother and a child. And she learns via this entity of Samara who was once a real little girl. Okay, I'm starting to get into the story but I want to finish talking about the technical aspects but basically, yeah, Naomi Watts' performance, mwah. Besides the acting, one reason why I am drawn to this movie just again and again and again is because of the style of it. That's one thing that I kind of talk about a lot on my channel. Just when a movie has good stylization, I live for it. So this movie relies really heavily on a very blue, green, gray kind of palette, and that's honestly not that any movie can have. My other favorite movie that I'm going to talk about as well, I might butch his name, I'm really sorry, Bojan Bazelli. He and Gore Verbinski, when they team up, they do incredible things. And it's such a shame though, because they've only worked with each other one other time besides this film, and that would be for A Cure for Wellness. And while that movie has very unsavory, a tad bit too long, it is. Like the cinematography of that movie, oh my god, c'est magnifique. But anyways, same goes for The Ring, and it just, it takes such an incredible talent to pull off this kind of aesthetic for an entire film. Lighting a film can be such a headache, that's what I've learned. Honestly, the hardest part of making my own short film right now has been the lighting. I didn't realize how much finesse that took, and the fact that they had this incredibly stylized film with this green, gray, blue lighting all throughout is so impressive. It's just so pleasing, but I could go on and on and on about that, so I'm gonna move on. The last thing I wanna touch on for The Ring is just that I think that the writing is so unbelievably strong. The opening of this movie sets this insane mystery and leaves you wondering just like what the hell just happened. So for the rest of the movie, this whole mystery kind of unfolds in this really nicely paced and beautiful way. And I think one thing that helps that and what's such a unique aspect of this movie is the fact that they have seven days before they die to figure out what's going on. So that definitely also adds this sense of 
urgency and it makes the pacing just lovely. And it's one of those rare cases where you can almost sympathize with the evil entity. But I'm gonna move on now so I don't ramble for too long because my other favorite movie that I wanna talk about is Ready or Not. This is a dark comedy, so I know that it won't be for every horror fan, but I think it's so criminally underrated. I'm such a big fan of Samara Weaving. I love her so much. So obviously that being said, I think the acting of this movie is phenomenal. While maybe slightly too comedic at times, like maybe slightly bordering on cheesy a little bit with some of the performances, I still think that for the most part they're incredible. Adam Brody is also in this movie. I love him to death. But Samara Weaving, she's my girl. I For some reason, the mixture of Samara Weaving and dark comedies is just such a weakness for me because I also love her in The Babysitter, which is a Netflix movie, and oh, Babysitter Killer Queen. I thought that sequel was phenomenal. But anyways, back on track. So I mentioned that aesthetically this movie was similar to The Ring because it also has these really lovely earthy tones all throughout because the movie all basically takes place in one location in this giant, really old-timey mansion. So it's super cool. This movie is just, it's gorgeous. All these angles of the house provide a lot of really nice depth in a lot of the shots. The coloring also obviously is just so amazing. There's a lot of really soft lighting because it's this old house. And I think also that the concept is just so fresh and unique. I think that horror has totally had a rebirth in like the last five years and this movie is such a pure example of that. Honestly, just go into this movie blind. Do not watch a trailer because I think that if I had not known the main premise of the story, it would have been such a delightful shock the first time that I watched it. There's also so much fun gore in this movie. I would say that most of it does kind of revolve around the comedy, but some of it actually is really intense and some parts of this movie really do have you clutching your pearls. If you're looking for a scary movie, this one might not be the one, but if you're looking for a really fun time, this is absolutely the one. One of my favorite movies of all time, period, not just one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I'd probably say the same for The Ring as well, but ready or not, with certainty, I can tell you, is in my top 10 movies of all time. But that's gonna do it for me talking about these two movies. I really hope if you've never seen them that you please, please check them out. If you wanna see more content from me, you can find me at Haunted Hippie. I also have a vlog channel. I have a Patreon with extra content, but on my main channel, on my horror channel, I do a lot of franchise series. So I've done Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream. I'm also in the middle of doing Harry Potter and I just released some Saw-related content if you're into that kind of thing. But lately, I kind of have been straying away from that. I just released my ranking the top 30 scariest villains of all time. I've made a couple of videos talking about whether or not I would survive if I was thrown into several different horror movies. Those were a lot of fun, so definitely come over, check it out, come say hi. I hope that you enjoyed this little portion of the video and I hope I see you soon. Bye! Well, there you go. Thank you, Kylie. Uh, haunted Hippie. Uh, check her out. Uh, got some good stuff. I just did just notice a girl behind the counter has entered the chat. Okay, thank you so much uh, sharing our channel. Everyone's channel looks so great. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Bridget Bardot, for uh, showing up here and for contributing. I love the video, uh, the late, 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 late horror show. And um, Suburban Cowboy, Ronnie is in the chat. What's going on, my friend? And Freddie Miranda and everybody else. Uh, that was it for the evening. That was the very last movie review, or not movie review, favorite horror uh, movie of all time. Uh, I want to thank every single person, and my stomach's growling. I'm, I'm like, the microphone's here, and I'm like going, are you guys hearing my stomach growl? Uh, hopefully not. But everybody who contributed, I appreciate it immensely. Uh, I, I say it every stream, but every single one of you, each and every one of you guys in the chat right now uh, who are there almost every night, 
okay, with the all-time radio shows and stuff like that. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank the friends that I've created over the years so, uh, enough. Beth, uh, Horror Addicts, uh, Drum Dums, uh, you name it. Luke, Confuse Reviews, all of them. You guys all, all, all know who you guys are. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, like the video, share if you can. Uh, that's always cool. That gets the word around. If you hit the share button and share it on your page or whatever, uh, lets people know that you know it's a community and and, and people can you know check out other uh, channels and stuff like that. But thank you very much. Uh, ready for some radio? Yes. If I'm not in the old time radio chat tonight with it, which is Michael Shane detective, kind of a film noir type old time radio show starts at 11 o'clock tonight. If I'm not in there, I will eventually get in there. Um, I won't leave you guys hanging, but uh, I've got to eat something, get myself settled. And um, I will jump in on the uh, overnight chat uh, with you guys. But again, thank you everybody who uh, contributed and as always, we will do another one of these. Next Tuesday, me and Ted are going to do our must-see movie list. And I've got some good choices. Ted has a really controversial choice, but must-see. It's going to be really, really cool. So uh, be there next week uh, at a regular time at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, where we will be doing that, our must-see list. So... Uh, um, with that said, again, I see you guys all there. Too many, way too many people to name. The Mummy and the Monkey. You too, you guys. Um, everybody. And with that, I am going to go eat, ma'am. 